Come on in, sit back and relax. Welcome to episode 173 of the Wolf Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. This podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices around wealth management technology. And this is our first new episode of 2023. Happy New Year to all of our listeners, and I hope you were able to enjoy some quality time with your family and friends during the holidays. Uh, now, we did have an episode last week, but that was the part two of our best of 2022. So this is our first new episode of 2023. Uh, and this episode is, is part of our ongoing series focus on wealth tech startups. I had a terrific conversation with today's guests, Charles Almond from Tax Status and Jeff Schwantz from Morningstar. Morningstar has entered into a channel partnership agreement with Tax Status to sell their software to Morningstar customers. And this is significant. Morningstar doesn't do this with every company. So the fact they would choose as Tax Status means it must be something special. And I think it is after this interview. Their software enables advisors, with client approval, of course, to download all of their tax data from the IRS, which can save a tremendous amount of time that's normally required to manually key in data, scan in files, um, ask questions to the clients about their finances, and then hope they gave them the right answers and gave them the right documents. This circumvents the common problem where clients don't always know all of their information, such as all their investments, all the sources of income, their plan contributions, and so forth. Tax status can provide a 360-degree view of a client's financial life, and it comes straight from the IRS. Now, tax status is not technically a startup since they have been in business for over 10 years, but this is their first foray into the wealth management space. Previously, uh, all their work was in banking and lending. As you can imagine, having IRS data would be great for a bank looking to make a loan to someone. So it uh, certainly could be very useful to an advisor looking to understand a holistic view of a client's financial life. Now, this deal with Morningstar is a huge coup for Charles Ahmed and Tax Status because of the depth and breadth of Morningstar's relationship with the industry. They count over 100,000 advisors who either use their data or software products, which is a huge base to cross-sell into. Of course, a lot of the success of Tax Status and this partnership will hinge on the terms of the agreement, how the Morningstar sales team are compensated for selling Tax Status, and so on. We see a lot of this kind of strategy work uh, a lot of these issues with partnerships and we, a lot of firms come to us say we want a formal partnership who should we work with now that we have this uh, identify the firm how can we structure the partnership to provide the most value i can't tell you over uh, my experience in the industry how many partnerships i've seen uh, be announced big fanfare press release and then they just go nowhere because they're not supported properly so if you are a wealth tech firm and you would like to engage into a partnership with another firm and you want help and advice please go to ezra group llc.com and fill out the form get in touch with us uh, our wealth tech experts can deliver a wide range of advice including partnership analysis competitive analysis new product valuations market insights and strategic advice and a whole lot more now every vendor needs these things to be successful especially when entered into new markets and you can get on the right track by going to ezragroupllc.com a few, keep house, a few quick housekeeping notes before we continue. Uh, to learn more about tax status software, go to taxstatus.com. And to learn more about Morningstar's data and software, go to morningstar.com. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Now, let's kick this thing off. I'm super excited to introduce our next guests, multiple guests on the podcast. We have two uh, very special guests. First one is... Jeff Schwantz, Global Head of Channel Partnerships for Morningstar. Hey, Jeff. Hello. And the man of the hour, Charles Allman, founder and CEO of Tax Status. What's up, Charles? Hey, Craig. 
Thanks for being here, guys. I'm excited by this. I'm really interested in this product. This is our um, this month. We're talking about uh, startups, fintech startups. And um, while tax status isn't necessarily a startup, you're very new to the wealth management space. Uh, and I'm pretty excited to talk to share with us with everyone. Can you give us the 30 second elevator pitch for tax status? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Uh, pleasure to be here. Appreciate it, Craig. Yeah, so tax status was uh, created about 10 years ago. So they always say it's that overnight uh, success 10 years in the making. We, uh, as an application architect, I was building a lot of back-end systems for uh, the entertainment space and uh, accounting and um, even the banking space, uh, building underwriting systems. And uh, I came across a co-founder who was a former CPA uh, and tax attorney, and he mentioned the pain that was involved in collecting tax information to help taxpayers. Uh, I offered to help out, and we started the company. Uh, and what we've done is we automated the collection of IRS data. And now back then, the whole point was to just gather everything we know about the taxpayer, and not just one or two transcripts, but you have to see the whole picture uh, to help a taxpayer's situation. So uh, for 10 years, we've been doing that. And five years ago, uh, some banks saw the output of the system, and they said, oh my gosh, what is that? I need that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just our thing. I'm going to take a look. And it was just more, more or less just a summary of everything the IRS knows about a business or an individual. And they just, their eyes lit up and they almost rolled over and they're like, wait, 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 wait. I need that. I need that. I need that. So literally five years ago, we started signing um, deals with banks to help them and their underwriters uh, manage their risk and underwrite quicker by looking at the entire picture um, so you can see everything. So it's been uh, really fun since then. And we just, over the last few months, have been working with Morningstar, who been a terrific partner because we didn't know anything about the wealth space and clearly they know everything about the wealth space so it's been a great relationship yeah i think you lucked out picking a partner <laughs> to, to come into wealth uh, with morningstar uh you know we worked with morningstar for a while and we love those guys um and it seems like the perfect fit this is one of those products that you look at and you go why didn't anyone think of this before yeah, for real, for real. No, it's been, it's absolutely true. Every time we demo, everyone says, oh my gosh, the first thing they ask us is how in the world is this possible, right? They're just absolutely floored that this even exists. And then second question is, how can I get my hands on it? Uh, and the, I'll give you the secret, literally, Craig, the, the secret is this, taxpayer own the rights to their data. And so once you understand that and you get consent from the taxpayer, you can electronically reach in, grab the information on their behalf and give them their insights into what's going on behind the scenes at the IRS. And here's the sweet spot. They can also at that time provide consent and give their wealth advisors the information as well, which automates the entire process of collecting tax data. And data gathering is such an important part of an advisor, the advisor client experience initially when they're first working with them, when they're a prospect. So if you can smooth that over, because think of all, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the paper or PDF files that a client has to bring to their advisor, especially ones that have kids or may have multiple businesses or may have maybe they're middle aged. So you've, you've, you've kind of, you've kind of uh, uh, gathered all of this um, financial, you know, data and many different accounts and you're saying you can bring it all from the irs into one place can you give me a list of all the different things that an advisor can get from your system oh my goodness yeah absolutely so as you can imagine especially the more successful the customer the slash client then they've got more tax documents they've got their individuals they've got the spouse they've got the dependents they potentially have all their businesses right so to ask them when you sign a deal and say hey i'd love to you know work with you i'll help you out financially then guess what 
go home and here's an assignment, go grab all these tax returns. It's a nightmare. So what we've done is automated it literally to clicks and check boxes and button presses right mm -hmm. on their mobile phone. And we gather all the consent and suck in all that data. So what does that data look like? It's everything. It's all the reported income for the individual in the business. So we can literally see everything the IRS sees and the advisor then can be operating from the truth right? They can actually look at the de facto standard for what is all the reported income that the IRS knows about. And we're talking over 3000 data points in there, everything from dependents to, um, my gosh, all the financial income, how you're making your income, all the businesses, and we're not pulling just the individuals, but the business data as well. Um, so they've got the, for the first time ever, an automated uh, look at all of the data within the IRS. So Craig, let me just, let's drill into that a little bit if we can. So wage and income is one of the transcripts that has, is just rich in information for an advisor. So to, to Charles's point, um, we can go look at uh, their, their employers. So think about what the advisors are doing when they're onboarding a client. They're spending a lot of time, like, tell me about your employers. You know, um, what's your, how much are you making right now? Are you contributing to a 401k? Uh, are you contributing to a 403b or a 457 if you're in, in other se uh, sectors? Um, where are all of your brokerage accounts at? Um, are you are are you receiving um, dividends, interest? Um, what did you pay from a, a, a mortgage interest perspective? What's your principal balance look like? All of these things your advisors are going through today. All of that, by the way, is included in the more than 600 data elements that's just on the wage and income transcript alone. So think about the advisor. Like the problem that we've been at Morningstar focused on and um, solving is advisors do an amazing job, but they have to ask all of their clients all of these questions, especially now as most advisors are acting in a fiduciary way. So how do we, how can we help them gather the best information that allows that advisor to serve those clients in a fiduciary way? And by the way, on the other side of that, clients don't always understand the best information to provide to their advisors to help them, you know, get towards their, you know, their needs, their goals, their wishes, their wants. So you've got a way now to be able to level that playing field that, as we always say, like, how do we help advisors and clients get to the moments that matter faster? And you use those 600 data points that are in that um, wage and income transcript alone that automates a lot of this information. So Craig, now we're now having a, a discussion around, hey, uh, I can see that you've got a couple of employers, you and your spouse. Oh, I can see that you've got partnership income. I, you know, I see you can, you've got uh, interest in, because you've got K-1s that are there. Oh, I see you've got uh, rental income. So you've got rents and royalties. Um, other clients you maybe see, well, I, I can see that you're actually taking social security benefits already. All of that information, you're not having to ask it and remember to ask it. It's there and you're having a more validation discussion with your client than it is typically, hey, tell me about this, bring your shoebox, bring your tax returns, you know, aggregate your accounts. That's the really the powerful, you know, the, how powerful this data is because it allows those advisors to get to those moments that matter faster with those clients. So I got the title for this podcast is let the IRS automate your onboarding process. I like it. So that's what you're doing, really, because normally you got to tell the client, get all this paperwork, get all the PDFs, get everything, but they got to find it. I mean, I'm pretty organized, and it's, it's it's a pain for me to find all this stuff out and just to gather it all and then go through the form, whatever intake process the advisor has. Even if it's an automated, you know, it's a very smooth online process, like some of Morningstar's systems do this. You're still clicking, 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 going through screens, click, 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 and entering manually entering data, or, or they're, they're doing OCR on PDF files, which still you have got to get the PDFs to them. It takes some time to do that. There could be some mistakes. You may have forgotten right. a PDF. 
your way, it's all one stop. And it's it's like a data vacuum cleaner. It's pulling everything in and the client doesn't have to remember. So it, it, it removes, I hate the word, I said this before, I hate this, I hate this um, buzzword. It removes friction from the client experience. <laughs> That's right. That's right. In fact, you can use the your word pain because it is painful when you got to go back. And if the more successful you are, you don't have these tax returns laying around anyway, right? They're back with the CPA. You got to hunt them down. You got to make the calls. So yeah, it's a nightmare. But here's the wild part. In the today's industry, without this, right? You go through all that trouble to pull all this data in. And what have you done? You've captured a single snapshot in time. That's it. One snapshot in time. You got to do it again. How are you going to update your stuff? Right. So you got to go do it again next year or mm -hmm. heaven forbid you're, you're looking at the quarterlies and making sure that estimated payments are being made. OK, great. So you're doing it every you know three months. Terrific. Guess what? With tax status, it's a continuous consent. So the consent that we gather with the taxpayer is not a one time look. It's not a peak into a, a moment in time. It is a continuous consent that allows us to keep the system up to date. And if the system can check every day and make sure everything looks good, they can also keep you informed when things don't look good, right? So it's it's either, well, either way, everything's wonderful and they can send you the quick notice that says, hey, everything's great. Or tax status can sit there and say, hey, uh-oh, we just saw something today that you need to know about. Please contact your, uh, oh. your client and let them know. So that's a good point, Charles. So give me an example. What kind of things would come from your system on an ongoing basis that would help an advisor um, save the client money, uh, make it, make, you know, make their relationship stronger. What kind of information are we getting here? What are you talking about? Oh my goodness. It's, it's so many. Um, what's really cool about tax status is every advisor can lean in and select various topics that they care about, things they want to keep an eye on. The two most important things ever is they want to make sure that all of the compliance matters are happening. So they want to make sure that all the filings are going in. Oftentimes, the advisors will tell us that, look, I, we've instructed our clients to make their quarterly payments, and they they will literally call them up as a reminder and say, hey, I got on my calendar here, a little tickle. I'm supposed to call you and confirm that you made it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think I did, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have any proof that they're actually doing this. If they don't do it, they get fined and penalized, right? So the point here is that these alerts can literally come right back to the advisor to confirm all the actions that the taxpayer has been making. Yep, IRS got your quarterlies. Yep, IRS is happy. Yep, IRS got your annual return. Now that's on the positive side. Let's say they're missing them. Let's say they miss mm -hmm. them. And then all of a sudden there's a few, if the IRS decides they don't like the annual return that you filed, a lot of people are unaware of what happens inside the IRS. And what happens is the minute you file your return, there's an automated audit that happens every time. Right. And you can see this audit happening in the tax status as you look at all this information coming and going. You can literally see when the IRS is performing their automated audits and you can see if there's any balance calculated. You can see any letters or warnings that go out. You can see the adjustments to balances due or refunds coming. If you're going to get a refund, great. Guess what? We can tell you when it's coming. Right. So all of that information is available in the IRS record, but nobody's seen it before. So having tax status with continuous consent protects all of the clients and the advisor and lets them do the job they were hired to do. So Craig, let's bring it all together. So we've talked about just automating the onboarding process. Uh, obviously using that information in the financial planning process, hugely important. The best financial planners are asking their clients today for their tax returns. Why? Because they know how to read that information to use it, um, use it in the financial planning process. Um, as Charles just talked about, think about the next thing of, of providing valuable advice between an advisor and a client. 
we know like lots of advisors are taking on other peripheral services, being able to provide. Um, so think about the ability to help uh, help a client understand what's going on. That that use case Charles just described, you know, things that are going on between them and the IRS. By the way, guess who's going to get that call if the payment wasn't um, made and we need to raise, raise cash? Well, that advisor, well, if you've brought the advisor into that experience, you've now, you've created uh, yet another service that that advisor just says, well, hey, this is this is why you're paying me, you know, um, you know, 100 basis points or 110 basis points for managing your assets because I'm, I'm doing your investment planning, I'm mm. doing your financial planning, and I'm helping you, um, as Charles said, really on the protection side of um, mitigating, you know, what is for most consumers, their largest annual expense, which is taxes. So if I can help you avoid penalties on your largest expense, wow, um, that's a really valuable thing that as an advisor, being able to to justify this, the, the fees and the services that I'm offering, like think about a new way to think about your practice and delivering value. I know when I pick, I selected my current advisor because they also do our taxes. So they, they also have CPAs. So having this data would have saved me a lot of time onboarding. And if they could have this and they would be every year, they would just get an update on whatever I've, whatever I've got automatically. It would flow into what they're using. Financial planning software would flow into that. So you've, you've already got all these integrations built. So will this already go into the top financial planning software, the top CRMs, and how does that work? Yeah, I'd, I'd say this is the exciting part of why Charles and the team came to Morningstar because we power the, the financial planning um, financial planning wealth. So the short answer is it does not yet exist. Um, we can share with you, like we, we have been engaging in the last 45 days since we've been working together, um, engaging those fintech firms, Craig, uh, be it, on the account, uh, on the onboarding side, on the financial planning side, that's where we think you know as more and more advisors want to do more financial planning, um, that's where our conversations with some of the fintech firms have started to go like, wow, we we have to reevaluate our roadmap because this would provide a tremendous amount of value to the advisors that they serve and the enterprises that they serve. So the integrations don't yet exist. Those are the conversations that have started and where we're heading towards of like, how do we help provide a um, a better experience for the advisors in those enterprises that serve or that, that those uh, fintech firms serve. Let me break into this interview for just a second to encourage everyone listening to attend the upcoming T3 Technology Conference. If you are in any way involved with advisor technology, the T3 Conference is a must-attend event. I've been going for over a decade, and I feel it's one of the best events in the industry because of the attendees and the content. I see executives from a wide variety of wealth management firms, from the smallest RAs to the largest broker-dealers, as well as they have one of the largest and busiest vendor halls you'll find everywhere. Every vendor uh, is going to be there, from again, from the largest to the smallest ones, on everyone in between, every different category. If you look on the, uh, uh, the Kitsis Ezra map, almost every category is covered at T3. Uh, you'll find everything you need uh, for your firm. The conference this year is in sunny Tampa, Florida from March 13th to the 16th, and the venue is the Marriott Tampa Water Street. I'll be moderating a panel discussion on optimizing enterprise technology stacks, which you don't want to miss. You can register at T3Conferences, that's a plural, T3Conferences.com. Uh, and this is you know, for anyone who's attending, if you are a buyer of technology, for example, an RIA, an RIA aggregator, bank, broker, dealer, or others, we have a special promo code 
just for podcast listeners, it is Ezra 100, E-Z-R-A-1-0-0. It's promo code, just enter it on the registration page and you will receive $100 off uh, if you're using either of two registrations, the financial advisor registration or the broker-dealer executive registrations. Um, this Ezra 100 will give you $100 off either of those. So I hope to see you guys, everyone here listening at the upcoming T3 conference. Yeah, that's right. And what's really cool too is that the uh, tax status was built be again because of the, my uh, software background. It was all built API first, right? Which facilitates the interface with Morningstar. Morningstar has a tremendous API today. Uh, so bolting onto it and adding this service uh, literally is a matter of days effort to to bolt this on, get it out there into the Morningstar customer hands um, is wildly uh, beneficial. But for those companies that are are smaller, for the wealth advisors that are not on big systems and they don't have a big uh, uh, a big crew, they can or a development shop like some of the others, they can literally reach in and they can use the secure portal to protect start protecting their families right away. So um, whether they use the API or the UI, uh, it's completely turnkey for them. Yeah, Craig. One of the questions we often get from the enterprises is how do we how do they unleash this? So. Um, as, as Charles just said, they are an API-first organization. That's what, what we found so appealing. Morningstar Data Company, we understand other data companies. So what Charles and the team built was the ability for those largest enterprises to be able to take a little component and embed it in, if they're doing digital client discovery, you know, like most of the financial planning, a lot of the, uh, the enterprise well firms today, as you said, Craig, they're sending this information out and the clients gathering this information. So you take this little component to say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client or household, you can spend the next you know, 20, 30 minutes walking through um, this fact gathering process, or um, you can allow our firm consent to be able to go directly into the IRS application um, and gather this information automatically for you. And by the way, um, if you've applied for a mortgage or to refinance, this is the same thing that banks do to complete your loan profile. And the client walks through, as Charles just said, through those little components that are that um, the tax status team can embed in that digital client discovery, and it allows them to go through that consent, and then when when received, deliver that information back. So that's what's kind of amazing around the integration is um, part of it's just it's the authentication. Think about all the um, the investment account aggregation that we all know. You know that that the, a lot of the financial planning firms they'll do. You go out and you provide your credentials to Charles Schwab as an example, right? You're going out to the API, and the investment account is uh, coming directly in. Think of it. This is the same thing. Charles and the team have built an API directly into the IRS to gather the, gather the same information using the the, the ways to um, gather the credentials and then deliver that information into the um, into the financial planning firm to the to the onboarding firm, however they see fit to use it. Um, but as, as we touched on kind of in the early part of the call, how do we help how do, uh, onboard clients? How do we then use it for investment management? Uh, obviously, on the financial planning side, um, firms that with all the focus on direct indexing, one of the biggest benefits of direct indexing is to reduce your client's taxes. Well, um, how can you do that in, efficient, in a fiduciary way without having an understanding of what that client's um, actual, their, their tax burden has been, not only last year, not just static, what maybe for the last 10 years, what has that done? Being able to use that information to you know, manage their assets potentially differently in a more personalized way. Yeah, this is one of those ideas where you just hit yourself and go, why didn't anyone think of this already? 
Right? So everything's being automated. Everything you're, you're, we, have, we have asset allocation or whether data aggregation that's pulling data from every financial institution. Why not pull data from the source, from the IRS, and make them work for you, in effect? Yeah, um, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Our professional staff, and I, the way I think of it, it was almost like the perfect storm in that it had to, you had to have three things really to to come up with this um, solution. The first is that you have to have the workflow system behind the scenes. You got to be able to support the entire taxpayer base, right? So that's where I step in because I can build those systems at scale. Uh, but you also need the IP. You need to know how does the IRS work? How what are the process and procedures internally? What so what ends up happening is um, <laughs> our professional staff are all former IRS. So what that means is that we are already charged with all of the, think of it this way, we think of it as having the uh, a monopoly on competence because we are a second to the IRS with respect to the knowledge because everyone that comes out of there as they retire from all the diff different divisions, they could be in collections, they could be the revenue officers um, and audit exam. So the idea, they come to work for us and then we bring with us not only credentials to help us access and manage all the taxpayer consent, but they can also provide insights into what the data means, right? This is what is so key is that although we're not creating all of these tools, we're not trying to have a uh, feature bloat, we're not trying to go over the top, we are an IRS data company, we're going to show you exactly what the IRS knows. And we're going to provide summaries because no one has the time to read 140 transcripts. So what we do is we take literally the information on the transcripts, compile it into a single easy to consume uh, report. And now everybody literally can use a tax status report. Those advisors can pull one sheet and get a high level big picture right now of where their clients stand with the IRS. And that again, has never before been happened, never before been available. And that is sort of, again, it's a blend of the, uh, the industry expertise, the, and then, um, and the technology to automate it all, um, that really makes it all happen. So Jeff, can you talk about which parts of Morningstar's tech are being integrated with tax status first and, and what, what, what will your clients see? Yeah, the, the, the thing that we've been, again, but we, the fact that we power most wealth firms today, they are using Morningstar data, they're using our APIs to power a, a large part of their ecosystem today. So our first step is actually taking those APIs and serving, going to those same large enterprise clients using um, the, the APIs that Charles has, has described here. So we're actually focusing on, on the outbound, you know, um, powering those other applications. Financial planning, we spent a lot of time with uh, um, most of the financial planning uh, platforms here because that is a, a, a huge use case, um, more firms. When we started to do product market fit, um, we were thinking about building something like this on our own a couple of years ago, Craig, here at Morningstar. Um, you may remember we, we built the software that an advisor can take a picture of uh, their brokerage statement and immediately digitize that. So that was really the training ground for us. And that's how we do a lot of our data collection today. We are a data gathering process. So when we were out there talking to organizations, the largest then that were doing the most financial planning, they said, hey, you know what would be really great? I said, I know what your question is going to be. Can we turn this towards the tax documents? Because the best advisors that are doing financial planning really, really well, that's where they're going at. So we were looking at that. We quickly learned all the things that Charles described. It's it's a point in time, um, and that's some of the the challenges, limitations of of some, let alone the OCR errors that exist. So when we were introduced to Charles and the tax status team, um, needless to say, like we diverted our our our, our efforts elsewhere to to figure out how do we enable our wealth firms 
that are using our, our APIs and our data today, how do we help supplement that using the tax data? You know, back to how do we how do we help advisors serve investors better? There's there's not many more examples better than this that really uh, allows advisors to to serve investors better. Yeah, that's just serve them better, but save them time and gather all the information, have everything rather than say, oh, you forgot this and you forgot that. Oh, don't, you know, it just makes the the process so much simpler. And it, it um, it's going to make clients want to provide this because they don't have to do anything to do it. Yeah. You know? So let's, let's go there for just a second. So um, let's put it into real numbers. And let's say uh, on in general to do a really nice financial plan it's taking somewhere between six and eight hours well what's the value of that time well let's break it down you have the advisor value and you have the client value so let's let's assume that your advisor is making hundred thousand dollars a year so what's their hourly rate right it's around fifty dollars an hour well what, let's say that same client their their household income is around a hundred thousand dollars well that's also fifty dollars an hour so if we just say like that's a hundred dollars an hour between the two parties right there and it's taking somewhere between six and eight, eight you know, hours to do that, that's $800 worth of, of combined value to create a financial plan. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you can enable a solution that allows you to get to those moments that matter faster without that amount of investment in time, and by the way, probably more precision and more you know, focusing on those things that matter and, and a fraction of that time, think about the, the return on investment. How do we help advisors potentially serve more clients, right? How do we help them grow their practices? Well, part of that is a redirection of where they're having to spend their time today yeah. to gather this information, to act as a fiduciary, to do a financial plan. Um, if you can if you can make that a non-issue, wow. I mean, tremendous value everywhere in the ecosystem. And just just as importantly is the data accuracy, as you, as you mentioned, that the client doesn't have to get the latest of everything. Oh, you got the right form, but it's not the not the latest one. Or you got mm -hmm. where's your 2021 tax return? This is only 2020. Oh, I put them in a different place, or you know, all, all the other forms or account statements that they have to drag up trying to get the latest one. Now you know they're gonna have it. But also, what about history? How far back does this go and how useful is that? Yeah, that's what's really terrific is that it, the consent that we gather is dynamic. And what I mean by that is the scope can be dynamic. The scope, we can go back anywhere from two years all the way back to 35 years. We can go back as far as the advisor wants to go and as far as the ultimately the taxpayer wants to, to permit. So what we'll do is we find that usually the advisors stick around 10 years um, because that's often the statute of limitations on any liabilities that have come up over the, that last decade. Um, however, the IRS will always um, allow us to go up to three years in the future on that initial consent, which means that we only have to ask for consent every three years to keep the consent active, ongoing, and live to provide the, the real-time updates of the information. So uh, completely dynamic. And um, again, you don't have to worry about the Q&A and you don't have to worry about making sure you don't miss anything because you always get it all. And you get, with respect to accuracy, you're getting it directly from the IRS systems digitally. There is no OCR. They don't hand us PDFs and then we magically use OCR in the background. There's none of that. We literally deliver everything in the latest JSON format to all of our partners through the API. So Jeff, now that you've partnered with Tax Status and seeing their capabilities and how really incredible this is, is there anything changing with the part the other partners that Morningstar works with? Yeah, I'd say our clients, you know, again, our clients are the enterprise wealth firms and the fintech uh, wealth firms that serve those those organizations and advisors. 
And the short answer is yes. Um, very akin to what the first time that we saw it. And when we understood the capabilities and we started to do our due diligence, it was like, wow. Uh, and that's the reaction we've seen from these firms um, is that we can't unsee this capability. And it's a rethink of the roadmaps that they had planned for the first half of the year. Um, this general theme that we've heard, you know, and I'd say it's it's a little over a dozen firms, right? So um, a, a, enough couple of data points to start to suggest a trend, but it's, wow, this is pretty amazing. We need to go rethink our roadmap because this would provide tremendous value to the advisors that we serve and the enterprise wealth management firms um, that they're likely affiliated with. So it's kind of a I can't unsee this capability. It's we need to think differently because, and by the, you know, this would power a number of other initiatives that most organizations had. Um, we touched on earlier around direct indexing, personalization. I mean, all of these things fit, you know, all of this data fits into that, um, those different use cases in one way or another. And that's why we, the firms that we've engaged with are, are starting to just think differently about um, what they had planned for the first half. and. Um, and uh, how do we how do they start to engage and and um, bring this data in? Start to apply it to different use cases that because they see the value as well. This is great stuff. I wish we had more time to talk about it, but we've run out. So Charles, please tell the listeners where they can learn more information about tax status. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Greg. Yeah, just anyone go reach out to taxstatus.com. Um, it's one word: taxstatus.com. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Craig. Take good care. Hey, it's Craig again. And here are my top three takeaways from this episode. Tax status is an automated collecting service of IRS data. It delivers a comprehensive report to the advisor on everything the IRS knows about their clients back for up to 10 years. That includes over 3,000 data points, which can be used to speed up the new account opening process, data gathering, onboarding, financial planning. Um, you don't, the clients don't bring their tax returns or other files. Everything just gets downloaded automatically. And they get up to 10 years of history, which is a sweet spot um, due to the terms of service. And it also can fill out other applications. Uh, it's not a one-time data pull. There's an ongoing consent for up to three years. So you're getting a constant update of data on your clients, including new addresses, new employers, new dependents, and so on. And finally, this seems to me like something that advisors should sign up for, at least take a look at it. Since they're new in the industry, no one else really has it. And it seems like something that's going to become ubiquitous. Everyone's going to want something like this once it's available. So if you can get into it now, it could be a differentiated service offering for you to prospective clients. And that's a wrap. You made it to the end of another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Thanks for listening. And before I go, please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, analysis, updates, and links. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening and talk to you all again next time.